Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. We hope that you enjoy the episode and we hope you're enjoying the series so far. If I could ask a small favour, please, and just if you are enjoying the series, if you could let your friends and your family know, please help us spread the word and maybe even give us a nice five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. With that being said, come over to Patreon, check us out over there for extra content for as little as £3 a month. We'd appreciate you a lot. Enjoy the episode. Bye. Bye. Hello and welcome to Blue Murder Talks. My name is Carrie and I'm your host and I'm accompanied today as always by my fellow host. Lauren, hey, hey, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Very excited as always. When am I not? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so this evening, obviously, it's Blue Murder Talks instead of Blue Murder Club. So we have got some guests, haven't we, to chat we to have. this evening. We're we lucky have. enough to be accompanied today. Bye. Would you like to introduce our guests? Yeah, sure. The Switchblade Sisters, Dee and Rhonda. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, so happy to be here. So happy Thank you so you. much. Thank you for inviting us. I'm so excited. So are you all good? What have you been up to today? Well, oh. we'll let Dee go. <laughs> I've had a day. I went to a rage room, which um, I think my sister's just about stopped laughing at the videos <laughs> I sent her. Because if you know me, you know that I'm not a very angry person so already she was like what's well, a bit of a waste of money isn't it <laughs> and like when I do have flashes of rage which takes a lot to you know I'm more of a bottler inner yeah you know? um so when I do have flashes of rage it's like 0.5 seconds and then I'm done and exhausted I need a nap and we have this room booked for half an hour so I sent her a couple of videos and like the first video they have bottles that you can like smash against the wall the first bottle bounced off the wall intact oh wow so, yeah so I, th- I think that in itself was quite special but <laughs> not the point of the rage room um so I've posted some of the videos we'll post some on on switchblade sisters social club um on our instagram but yeah then I got to this I didn't understand because my printer at home breaks every five seconds yet this printer that I got to smash up with a metal pole <laughs> was invincible I think by the end, it probably still would have printed just fine. So, Oh, do you know what? Aren't printers total assholes? 
I, I once saw a meme that said like I can't believe we've moved on to 3D printing we haven't even mastered 2D printing yet <laughs> that's and so I, was, I felt that hard yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. that's so true yeah but D oh. in the rage room it was like watching Bambi have a tantrum it was the most polite <laughs> anger because D never gets angry she's so <laughs> rational and reasonable and calm all the fucking time and sometimes you like almost want to agitate her a little <laughs> but it was like the most it was the most polite anger like watching you nudge the printer <laughs> I, I even kept on asking the guy who was like looking through the the window I kept on asking him is this okay <laughs> so why did you go then um because I thought it would be fun oh. <laughs> um and I also I really wanted to flip a table I had in my head that I'd be able to flip a table yeah my sister will relate to this because she loves a good bit of Real Housewives and I, I've never seen it, but I know that there's this one table flipping scene and I always thought I would love to end an argument with a good old table, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I was going to load up some glassware and do that, but the table <laughs> the table was nailed to the ground. Oh so. no! <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Yeah. Oh, you could load no. the printer up with glassware and flip the printer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just threw the glassware at the wall, which was quite fun. It was fun. It was really good. I really recommend it because, but it was a workout. Do some warm ups before because I feel like I pulled a, a leg muscle. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So, <laughs> what about you guys? What have you been up to? Well, me and my friend had a poking competition for this 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 drinking game. It got a bit out of hand, and to see who the winner was was to have this poking competition and she pulled her leg out and I got a bruised boob. So, <laughs> yeah, that's where I was. So, yeah, warm up before that game as well. That was a bit vigorous, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> bruising your tit is the worst. Oh, I keep saying to her, it's really sore and I kept popping away. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to tell us a little bit about yourselves for our listeners, just in case they haven't switched on to the Switchface Sisters? Well, we launched a new podcast in March of this year. So Switchblade Sisters Social Club. We have a cushion. So cool. Yeah, I've been on the banner. We are actual genuine sisters and, <laughs> um, and we love true crime. And I had a podcast for a long time um, called We Knew the Moon, which was originally about like spiritual, weird, spooky stuff that I just found interesting, like not all stuff that I necessarily believed in, but just stuff that I was like fascinated by. Um, and it got darker and darker. And so in the end, I was like, let's call a spade a spade and just make it a true crime <laughs> podcast. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I convinced my sister Rhonda to join me as permanent co-host. She had like other priorities, like kids <laughs> and whatnot. So it took a bit of nagging. Well, do you know what? It started because I started helping you with your socials. In the old podcast and then Deanna gets her way with me so she like it was a slow coercion it was like a spider spinning a web and drawing you nearer so it started with you know helping her with the socials <laughs> and then now here we are oh brilliant <laughs> so it's been great you know because we we love talking <laughs> so podcasts work well for us <laughs> and um yeah it's just been really fun working with my sister um I'm not great at social so she does all that which is also great for me and Dia um, does everything else <laughs> but it's been really good yeah but really we do have a podcast producer we should acknowledge him every episode oh, shout out Paul. To Paul. <laughs> oh thank god Paul Paul is also one of our biggest saboteurs because you know what I never ask to like 
check before it goes live. And then sometimes Wednesday morning, drop the kids off from school, listen to our podcast. I think for fuck's sake, you love that. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we had one, re- we've had a really lovely review. So we had this one review. And I got to agree with her. Remember, Dee? Which one? About hyperstophilia. Oh, so on the past podcast, which was yeah. called We Knew the Moon, we did an episode on hyperstophilia. Um, and that was one that my sister, because I had different guest co- um, co-hosts, and my sister came up quite a few times. And um, so hyperstophilia, for those who don't know, is people that actively seek out relationships with people in prison. So it's not like, oh, my partner went to jail, I'm standing by him. Yeah. It's like... I oh uh, I'm lonely let me go find you know a partner who's in prison and I looked like I don't think it's as big a thing here in the UK but in the states I went on some of their websites for finding prison pen pals and it was like being on fucking tinder wow like it was all men with tank tops in the prison yard posing for photos and anyway yeah and so we had this like we had this comment on YouTube from let's say a hybristophilia enthusiast. I don't know what the official- She said she was a hybristophiliac. Well, there you go, that's what they're called. And she said we need to get off our high horses. And I gotta (gasps) say, I gotta agree with her. We are judgy bitches. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of times we've said something, haven't we? And we're like, oh shit, like, yeah, but- yeah, I know. We're not the fucking BBC ladies. No, exactly. Yeah. To be honest, you know I what? don't slag off serial killers. I don't slag off other people. <laughs> well, there yeah. is that. I feel like on a true crime podcast, maybe you can be a bit judgy to some yeah. other people. Oh, you know, I agree. People yeah. who need to say allegedly more often because oh, <laughs> we're at risk of a lot of cease and desist. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, and I have to say, ladies, I really enjoyed your recent podcast, the New Orleans one. Oh, thank you. Okay. Uh, we did um, somewhat similar on, on We Knew the Moon. Um, I had a, another guest co-host on that one and me and Sarita, the one who guested on it. We're going to New Orleans next hey. month. So you know I'm doing a I can't tour. can't wait to see the photos of this. I really want to go one day. One day I will. I've been a, a few times, but I think this might be the first time I'm old enough to drink. Hey. Doesn't mean it's the first time I'll be drinking there, but... <laughs> oh, Drunk D is the best. <laughs> We've got a podcast episode with Drunk D coming up. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I listened to your Colin Sutton one. That was absolutely so. Oh, Colin, wasn't he so just cool. adorable? So lovely, well, isn't he? We are going to be talking about Colin a lot today because you've asked us some questions to prepare, yeah. and he pops well, up. What a man! But we oh. did. We were so honored to to do an interview with him, and he's going to be at CrimeCon, obviously, so we get to see him. But we have, um, off the back of that, so. Uh, as you can see, you've got mugs winging their way to you, which hey, makes it their social yeah. club mugs. <laughs> but we also made a line of uh, Colin Sutton fan club stuff. So t-shirt, jumper, mug and everything, because we just love him. I don't oh. like the police, but Colin Sutton fucking love something else isn't he he's such a lovely guy he really is just so adorable we were on our best behavior for him that day hanty don't i did not swear that whole episode (laughs) he did but he did i did um but the the colin sutton merch the colin sutton fan club merch um the profits of those items in our shop um, we'll go to Victim Support, which is a charity that Colin chose, which he oh, thought was a very, very well important done, cause. So um, do check it out. We really like it because it's like, um, 
Um, it's based on our logo, but imagine this logo of me and my sister as creepy carnival clowns, but with Colin Sutton as the ringmaster, the it's background. Brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. I've seen them on your Instagram. I think they're fantastic. They're really oh, good. So oh, cool. thank you. Well done, girls. Thank we you. Months, didn't we? And we were talking to him for about five minutes. And then about quite late in the day, didn't he? He just shouted mm. across the room, hi, Lauren and Carol. And he remembered our names. And we was like, oh, my God. That's, he's just so lovely. Yeah. He's so lovely. There's so few people that I fangirl over. But oh, I can't, I can't say that. I thank you over everyone, Dee. <laughs> everyone. I'm so bad. She's doing it now. I'm doing it now, to be fair. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm doing it to you, girls. <laughs> we are honored to be here. We don't know how this happened. Oh, it's so cool. It's so I mean, cool. I remember from the first time I saw your artwork, I think it was in the pod Bible, but the yeah. first time I saw that you were launching, I saw your artwork, your photos are fucking Oh, amazing. we love your photos. Thank yeah, you. we love Oh, photos. thank you. We don't. So from one crime-fighting duo to another, we love your work. <laughs> we try <laughs> to recreate photos like yours. Nice. They didn't work out quite so well. <laughs> yeah, we had a photo shoot in the graveyard near my sister's house. <gasps> oh, bootleg versions. <laughs> There's like more bloopers. Is it still called a blooper when it's a photo? Don't worry, Dee, we've got plenty of those. Yeah, we I've got big arms. It's just like delete, 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 delete. My arm looks like it's eating Carol at one point. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is the problem I was having. <laughs> but um, <laughs> even filters couldn't help us that day. <laughs> yeah, so they're in they're in post production now. Oh, love <laughs> yeah. I love oh, it. Your merch anyway. It. Yeah, it's cool. Oh. oh, so girls, are you ready for some questions? Yes. We even compared our notes to make sure we didn't overlap because oh, I love it. We've lived very similar lives being sisters about a year and a half apart. So and I and I checked them with Dia. I said, Dia, are they okay? Are they okay? <laughs> oh love ya. So wait, wait, let us just get on our high horse for some junkie time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready. Can you tell us your most interesting serial thriller or crime? Do you want to go first, Rhonda? Me? Okay, I can go first if you want. Okay, do you want me to go first? Yes, that's why. Okay, <laughs> okay, so, okay, so for my answer was, I got a few answers, but I'll keep it succinct. So one of them is Levi Belfield, who we, we had an episode on, presented by Dee. It was a masterpiece. Dee's presentation of that case was just first class. Um, Colin loved it, and that's what matters to yeah. me. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, by the way, Colin Sutton is the man the inspector who was in charge of catching Levi Belfield, who was a serial killer who operated in our area. So, which I'm sure Rhonda was just going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so Levi Belfield interested me because it was so close to home, physically close to our home. It happened only a couple miles away. And for such a long time, nobody knew who was behind these murders and people were afraid to be out at night and, it makes you sort of panic when people, especially children, disappear without clues, you know? Yeah. Um, for ages, he was. we were scared of the Hampton Hammer <laughs> because for ages, he was going around hitting people over the head, um, possibly before he started murdering, although he's recently confessed to something quite early on in his career as a, you know, criminal. Um, yeah. But yeah, so for ages, we were scared of this Hampton Hammer and then it escalated, right? Yeah, so... What what doesn't make me find him so interesting is that he wasn't exactly a multi-layered guy. He was a thug and a devious, 
evil one at that, who didn't mm. attempt to convince people otherwise. You know, what you saw was what you got. Um, but there was a whole period of time when the entire area was afraid for their daughters because we didn't know who it was. Um, but also what fascinates me more than people like Levi Belfield are the ones like Delroy Grant and Ted Bundy who were able to live like parallel lives, who yeah. really pulled the wool over people's eyes. You know, Levi Belfield, he kind of, what's the expression? He did, said what he did on the tip. You know, what is that phrase? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've had loads of people come and tell us, because I live in the exact area now. Um, so I've got lots of people who who remember him from on the doors and stuff. Mm. And they all said like, he, he, you know, one of those people that just comes across as a nasty piece of work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, the people like sort of Ted Bundy, Delroy Grant, you know, the ones that people were shocked to find out that there was any evil side to them. Those are the ones that scares me. They scare me more because I want to know how they operate. Like, are the two sides of those characters genuine, like Jekyll and Hyde? Or were they evil manipulators who were able to create another persona to be able to get away with their crimes? Because I remember um, Colin Sutton said in a conversation he had with Delroy Grant that, um, Delroy Grant started talking to him about cricket just like he, he was a friend of his and yeah. that that was the other side of Delroy Grant and that it was like you know two separate personas and you know he also masqueraded as a religious man who used to go door knocking as a Jehovah's Witness and those people scare the shit out of me because just they could be your neighbors they could be your co-workers they could be people you know who are so convincing as manipulators that they they you can't you would never know and those those people scare me but also other killers that fascinate me are um a few of the cases we highlighted on the podcast like michelle notek um and liz goliar who diana covered and who are mothers and no matter how traumatic somebody's upbringing is i never i can never understand how a, a parent can inflict pain on their own child yeah. Yeah. and those are the ones that fascinate me potentially much more than the people like Levi Belfield, um, because maybe it's more multifaceted, multi-layered. Um, but also, lastly, I'm trying to be concise. Oh, good, because um, mine is really long. <laughs> um, at the start of all of our sort of crime research, I made the naive assumption that all killers fit the same profile, they're, that they're from unhappy, unstable home lives, that they've suffered abuse, neglect, absent parenting, and, you know, that sort of profile. But what we've seen in some of the cases that we've covered um, is that sometimes it's like a profound life circumstance that can come along and change somebody's life, make them make the wrong choices, and their life takes a wrong turn because they make bad choices. And that was one that I came across in the Ian Lawrence case that DCI um, Colin Sutton worked on. Um, he was a pilot, a successful guy, seemingly normal, although I don't like that word, um, who lost his job and things really took a turn for the worse and he ended up killing his wife. Um, and that's another one that frightens me because how many people are capable of that, that a bad life circumstance yeah. can happen to them and then they're capable of murder. So yes, potentially sir. it's those unexpected cases that and killers that, that fascinate me the most. I'm so gullible and I agree completely. Um, and I think it scares me, don't know. I like to have a backstory. I like to know mm. when I go to the childhoods because I need to know there is me something oh. now. Well, then you'll yeah. be happy with mine. But um, when we done Fred West, we had a fan reach out and said that they had grown up, wasn't it? Or their uncle or someone had grown up with him and he was on the local pool team and they wouldn't have believed it. And I'm thinking, 
Fred West, are you sure? Like, you must have known. You must. And he was like, no, he was a really like, nice guy, wasn't it? I was mm. so shocked. I Terrifying. just Yeah, it scares the life out of me. Because who is it that we know is what oh. you immediately think. Yeah. Who the fuck do we know who's that person? Yeah. You know? That's how my brain works now. Yeah. I mean, I remember just finding out about a friend who had cheated on another friend and being like, no, I would never expect that of that person. You know, yeah. I can't imagine. Nah, yeah. it's not nice. It don't sit well, does it? No. no, we like to be able to see and spot and identify the evil. I know because yeah. some people they've got red flags walking around with them. Other people, you know, like like you said, Fred West, Delroy Grant, you know, people been suspected, and that scares me because yeah, who the fuck are they in our lives? You know, we just recorded an episode the other day, didn't we, about that Frenchman? Oh, um, the, his account, Count Xavier Dupont de Lyonnais, and uh, one day he just killed his whole family and fucked off Ugh. yeah family annihilations are also really terrifying it was terrifying because you know i've got a husband <laughs> <laughs> and i don't think he's ever gonna do that but i don't think mrs dupont thought that either no. so what was his motive was it financial or did it he have the a same mistress? as that ian fella same the same motive yeah mm. exactly the same thing except at least ian he, he cut the brakes didn't he on his wife's car so it looked like an accident but yeah um, this fella killed the children as well and the dogs. He was he, everyone. Everyone was just taken out, and yeah. he he and then he run. just fucked off. Yeah, and then he's never been found since. But it is scary. People just have something on the surface, and you just don't know what they're planning in their head. Yeah, they're don't you find people. being a true crime host gives you anxiety? <laughs> oh, it this... did. It did at first. I'm used to it now. <laughs> I'm used to text me on the train. There's a guy here, and he looks a bit suspicious. Well, you know, you get the tradesmen and they have like hammers and screwdrivers and suddenly you're like... Yeah, I'm married to one. I know, what's a hammer and a screwdriver? <laughs> <laughs> Steve Gaskin told us we're more likely to be um, taken out by someone we know already, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. He's a nice man, he's a nice man, but you know, you can never be too sure. <laughs> if he wanted to kill you, if your husband wanted to kill you, he would do it real well. I don't know if this is a good conversation to have, but yeah. I feel like... You know, he'd be clever with it. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, moving on. So, okay, cool. <laughs> well, my my one that I decided to cover for this question about most interesting serial killer crime is um is Charles Manson. Oh because it's weird because he didn't actually commit the murders that we think that we associate with him. Yeah. And also I love a good cult story. Mm love a good cult um but but I decided to sort of I wanted to to tell you all because I did a bit of research and you said it that you like background stories and my sister fucking loves that she's always yeah. like what happened in their childhood yeah. you know yeah like she was so frustrated in Levi that Belfield went that there, I didn't have more about uh, about the mother I about know the mother she, and the said, father and the father but we don't, well, I don't much know about if there yeah. was one around yeah so, um but yeah so um Sorry, can I quickly interrupt quickly? We went and heard Colin Sutton talk about the mum <gasps> um, and his partner. What was her name, Pam? Pat? Something. Do you remember? Yeah. Who are we talking about? Sorry. Del Del oh, sorry. I got Levi. So <laughs> she, was, she was a nasty piece of work. The mum of Levi. Oh, oh. Yeah. 
she yeah she that's as much to... as we I, I i found in my research that she wasn't she was a nasty piece of work and that but to, still... to him to him no no because she still <laughs> believes he's innocent i yeah. feel like she's the kind of mom that like thought levi was king of yeah. the world yeah, like yeah. you know what i mean and i think wrong. that police officer said she just come out with my son ain't a nonce not about the girls that are dead mm. just that her son ain't a nonce that's the her worst thing yeah nasty mm. piece of work but i think um delroy was brought up by his i think it was his nan wasn't it his mum left early so i think his nan brought him up oh. well um, this is a, so the charles manson story i have to admit i didn't know that much about his childhood and his upbringing and it's really sad, and we talk about this on the show all the time, that, like, we always wonder, at what point do the victims become the abusers, you know? Yeah. Is it a slow process? Is it, like, you know, when they become an adult? Or, yeah, and and what happens when people just genuinely don't have the opportunity, and they've, they've been failed by the adults around them, so they have no chance of mm-hmm. turning out as a functional adult. Obviously going down the route of serial killing and starting up a cult is an extreme but you know it, it's it's the same with charles manson basically um... hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, he literally almost had no choice to come out fucked up basically and yeah that's a judgment call um <laughs> so you know we know that the manson family they were a cult in the 60s 70s um but i don't know we don't really hear that much about him as a kid um but he spent half his life in correctional facilities which i don't think i realized no, time um and and a lot of this even before the murders. Um, I know you like fun facts on your show. So yeah. I've sprinkled some fun facts <laughs> for you girls. Um, so one of the weirdest facts about him is that he's actually had albums out because oh. he had this weird frenemy relationship with Dennis Wilson of the Beast of the Beach Boys. I thought you were gonna say Beastie Boys. <laughs> I know we said the Beastie Boys, which would be more believable, but no, the Beach Boys. 
No mama, gonna come up. That yeah, one. we can't afford it. We can't afford it. Sorry. <laughs> right for that song. Yeah. Well, it sounded nothing mind. like the original, so I think you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you could. He's got albums out. Wow. Mad. Where do you get them? Are they on Spotify? I, I don't know. You know those like weird true crime auction houses that oh. like. Yeah. I bet they sell a lot of cool. Yeah. Um, so his, his childhood was incredibly sad. His mom was 15 when he was born. Um, and the father was a man called Colonel Walker Henderson Scott Sr. Sounds really grand, right? Mm. So he's not. He's a con artist. Mm. He was pretending to be a colonel. Colonel was actually his first name. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. It's actually fucking genius. It's actually genius. <laughs> and then add a couple of extra names to make, and then senior at the end, and you yeah. got fucking posh. Ah, ah, so, it's easy to uh, say. Get a double barrel name and you sound posh. Right? Yeah. Colonel so, is a name, is it? <laughs> it's ridiculous. In America, it's Colonel and name because it's not over here. It's not saying. a name here. It's I feel like name. there should be like rules about that. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. We're talking 1934, so maybe mm. maybe they've changed a lot since. I mean, but... it's a trend to call your son king these days. I was yeah. going to say that. And yeah. um, Queenie was an old East End name, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Queenie yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that was Irene. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so um, when Kathleen, who's 15, told Colonel, Colonel Colonel, that she was pregnant, he pretended he was sent away on army business. No. And it took her ages to realize that he was just never coming oh. back. Oh. So um, um, after Charles Manson was born, his mum married William Eugene Manson. So that's where his surname came from. Um, and then his mum became an alcoholic. Uh, she would always also like quite often leave the baby with babysitters. And she soon got divorced from William Manson. Um, and then she got arrested for assault and robbery with her brother. So, you know, oh. I, I like the sibling love there, I suppose. Um, and Manson went to go live with an aunt and an uncle. At, he claims that age nine, he did a full on Heather's moment. We love 90s films. So you love 90s films, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Full on Heather's moment and set fire to his school. Oh, really? Oh, wow. At nine. Wow. So, you know, that's a red flag. Massively. Yeah, yeah. that's young arsonist, isn't it? Nine. It's quite young to set fire to a school. One point yeah. of the triangle. Yeah, I was just waiting for the others. <laughs> Here they come. I actually don't think I have any, like, frontal lobe injuries situations, but um, he was getting in trouble for skipping school, for petty theft. And then at age 13, he was placed in his first home slash correctional reformation school. You know how they were like yeah. for young boys. Mm -hmm. um, he kept on escaping, though. So at one point when he was 15, he escaped from a juvenile detention center with a friend. Um, and after just four days, they managed to somehow get hold of a gun. And they stole a car and committed armed robberies and all sorts of things this is wow. a 15 like that's resourceful you know we also always talk about if these people use their genius and their initiative and their resourcefulness yeah for good for good yeah amazing 
oh, I guess out of like I guess out of the desperation they become savvy and learn well, survival that's it. skills. Huh? Opportunities. If he got given if he got like introduced to science club or robot yeah. club at school, maybe he'd be like, I don't know, putting stuff on the moon. I don't know. Yeah. Um yeah, so he obviously he gets rearrested. He's back at another boys' school, which is where sadly he um was allegedly raped by other inmates and potentially guards as well um this was encouraged by the guards and the staff members and he was also beaten he ran away from that school 18 times wow you know what still to this point i feel sorry for for the kid yeah 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 for sure despite the petty crime yeah Um, yeah. this is another example of him being like super ingenious because he wasn't very big physically, right? Which is possibly why he kept on getting picked on. So he developed what he called the insane game. So it was his defense mechanism. So when other boys would start approaching him, he'd start like waving his arms around and pulling like crazy faces and screaming and all kinds of stuff. Because you know how like unpredictable people make other people nervous? Yeah. You kind of back away like, "Mm," you know? Um, which is ingenious. Yeah, it's a good way, isn't it, to keep people, to keep yourself safe, isn't it? I'm going to do it next time anyone asks <laughs> anything of me. Well, next <laughs> time we meet like... up, I'll just be jumping about. You say <laughs> windmilling. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, we better not ask her to fill in her timesheet. <laughs> she is having a moment. Um, this might be the time, Ronza, where you decide you don't. Oh, okay. I was going to say this part of this so far, I'm feeling sad for him. And I know, I know not to, because I know he did some bad shit, but until this point, he's a, he's a poor kid, you know? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But, um, he comes out of these detention centers and starts pimping girls as young as 16. (sighs) Um, he also starts forging checks. Um, another fun fact for you girls. I know you love them. Yeah. Um, this one this one's actually cuckoo bananas. Um, he was at one point in LA County Jail, and one of his fellow prisoners was Danny Trejo. Really? Who, according to Instagram now, another fun fact, seems to own a donut shop. <laughs> really? What's he called? I don't know. Sorry, I'm getting too he's into a, it. Too. Danny Trejo. Who is Danny Trejo? I don't, I don't know. You will know him if you Google him. He's like actor that's been a, a, just, he plays the same character in every film. Wasn't and he Dust Till Dawn, from Dust Till Dawn? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> he's always in that, that kind of film. If it, Right? If it's set in Mexico, yeah, he he's probably in it. Yeah. 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 Trejo's Donuts. I've got a dog. I love a donut. Right? <laughs> if you're in LA, pilgrimage yeah let's go field trip we'll stop off in new orleans on the way yes <laughs> my sister's got a boyfriend in um boston and i oh, we go we in. There. i need to go and i need to go just for salem just for salem oh, that's the only reason you need to go so me and my sister the reason why we sound like this a little bit american is because we actually lived um in boston for a while and that's where oh. we learn english because wow. um, we're half belgian half palestinian Oh, I'm sure is people's first guess. That's why our English is so bad because we didn't learn it here. <laughs> <laughs> Mine so, is yeah. just as bad, and I've been here all my life. So, yeah, but you're from Essex, so it's. Do you know what? We love your accents. They're so endearing. <laughs> love it. It's oh, like music to my ears. You've made me choke. I've Thank never you. heard that. Did you do a spit before. take? <laughs> yeah, I've never ever heard that. Oh, I love before. it. 
It's and, so you know, likable. My sister has a background in music, so oh, she needs it. No yeah, best friend, Bronda. No best friend. <laughs> All right, I tell so. you what did make me choke though when I was listening to your episode on Richard Ramirez and you said that the guy was almost good looking and I was like, no, that's her. But I haven't seen his new teeth. So maybe <laughs> I'm going to reserve judgment. You did say he had his teeth done. So yeah, you are known to be judgy, Bronda. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so back to Manson. He was finally released from prison in 67. And this is where it gets really bad. Oh. I thought it was bad before. Oh. Um, so remember, 60s, 70s in the States. Um, he got put into care of a parole officer who linked him up with a clinic in Haight-Asbury in San Francisco. And I always hear about Haight-Asbury in, like, in relation to sort of Janis Joplin. It's, it was like very much the hippie, free love, boho area of San Francisco. It's also where they were testing LSD and methamphetamine. Wow. And they specifically, they were testing it for military purposes, but they were testing it on the counterculture movement. So they knew all these like fucking hippies love their drugs. So they were testing the drugs on. Wow. Yeah. But wait, on... what do you mean for military purposes? Why do they need meth in the military? Because for fighting longer and faster and stronger. Oh. And LSD was being tested for like truth drug thing or whatever. Mm. Like they were they were testing to see what it could do. Yeah. You know, and how it could serve the military, because that's the only time something gets funded. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um yeah, um the parole officers and the doctors. So they were also taking people on parole, which is like, let's just get all the vulnerable people mm. and do medical testing on them, basically. Um the doctors and everyone, they all seemed okay with Manson um, having what was quickly becoming a following as long as he kept on bringing people in to get tested on LSD. So, Ooh. like, that's how he started his cult, getting people in, promising them drugs. Um, so, it's just, I don't think I knew any of that. No. Um, so, Manson starts building up his own ideology and everything. Um, he starts getting regular followers, committed followers. They're having babies by him. One of his followers was called Lynette um, Squeaky. And she actually went on to try to assassinate President Gerald Ford, um, which is just, yeah. So, he started getting more and more people listening to him and uh, following him and so forth. And it was just, you know, like a lot of cults. It was the isolated, the social misfits, the vulnerable, the people that were just out on parole. Um, and they and so they were... wait, was did he actively decide to create a cult following, or did it just naturally happen? Well, he started building up his own ideology. So I feel like you only start your own manifesto if you're planning a mm. cult or a political movement, right? Yeah. And this was based on science fiction, the Bible. Scientology and also the Beatles. Yeah. Which is just so sad. Um, he was funding his lifestyle through drug sales, prostitution, whatever he needed to do. Um, and then his cult started becoming a doomsday cult. Um, and Kel Surprise, Charles Manson, turns out to be a racist. So he it always confuses me when people are on board with the whole free love thing, but then they're racist towards other groups of people. But this is, this is the way it seemed to be for Manson um he sorry I just need to get this clear because it's so fucking weird that it's hard to follow <laughs> he thought there was going to be an 
apocalyptic race war between the black population and the white population of America. He thought the black people would actually win because they're physically stronger and that they would kill all the white people, but they would keep Manson alive as well as whoever was in his family because black people aren't intelligent enough to survive. So they needed a handful of white people to help them. Oh, is this, this is in his manifesto. Well, yeah. Oh God, the guy is gross. Yeah. That's right? Disgusting. Awful. Just, and people went along with this. So, um, yeah. I don't know why I'm surprised. I mean, I don't know that much about Charles, Charles Manson. Yeah, that's his name. I don't know that much about him. But I'm not, I don't know why I'm surprised, but the racist element just makes everything a million fucking times worse. Yeah, right? 100%. And um, so the, where the Beatles come in is they had a song called Helter Skelter, which um, mm -hmm. I don't know if they have Helter Skelters in the States, but you know, the fa fairground rides, the song goes like the Helter Skelters coming, blah, blah, blah. Um, he used this as a sort of analogy for the apocalypse coming. Oh, God. Yeah. So yeah, um, and then 1969 is when I'm going to skip over the actual murders really quickly because a lot of people know this, but this is uh, 1969 is when he really shit really hit the fan where um, some of his followers broke into the house of Sharon Tate, who's a pregnant actress, killed her and four of her guests, and then the next day they um, killed two other people as well, Lino and Rosemary LeBianca. Um, Charles never actually committed any of these murders himself. He was charged later for actual murders that he committed himself. Um, but yeah, it was even accepted at the trial when they convicted him guilty that he never actually expressed orders to kill anyone, but he did it all through his behaviors and his words and so forth, which is just, how do you manage to convince people to, to, to do this mass murder yeah. without, you know... Yeah. That's so really, yeah. um so these people committed the murders on his behalf and um they were all sentenced to death all the family. Um and then yeah, there's some shocking pictures from the trial because the three women that were also sentenced, they shaved their heads during the trial. Um so they turned out wearing like these weird robes and with shaved heads. Manson went to jail as well for seven counts of first degree murder and one count of conspiracy to commit murder. And um, he he was spared the death penalty because they actually um, changed the law in the state of California, so he didn't get sentenced to death. But I didn't know that he only died in 2017. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I'm surprised at that. I feel like, why is that not entered any of our memories? He had mm -hmm. colon cancer and died only recently. So, yeah. No, that's wow. The childhood of Charles Manson. Wow. Well, thanks there for you sharing go. that. Uh, yeah, we laugh at cult, don't we? Well, yeah, the thing is, usually when it comes to the Manson family, you're right, they start it with the cult and end with the murders. They, but obviously, there's a bit massive story behind it, isn't there? I mean, Colonel. <laughs> yeah, there's Colonel behind it. <laughs> you, how, how has Colonel not come up every time we've yeah. listened to a Manson podcast? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Also, it's like a whole different, I don't know if motive is the right word, but just... To start a cult, it's it's a whole extra layer of manipulation and motive going on there, which just makes, yeah, it makes it even more fascinating, huh? It does. Well, I feel like with all that background, you can totally see how it happened, though. Yeah. 
justifying yeah. it at all but you well, can see I, the chain of events that led to him being I'm a kind of leader. curious as to how he got so charismatic where did he learn that charisma who was his model for that you know I feel like the drugs helped mm. maybe the drugs helped yeah I mean, taking lsd mm. settling down everyone. a bit yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he must have had something about him though to manipulate and brainwash yeah. everybody yeah i mean charisma is almost like a skill leadership do you know what i mean yeah. where did he learn that like there's yeah. nothing in his childhood no that leads him to it might be his nature from colonel yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Or yeah, or just like yeah, con artist background, huh? If his dad was um, yeah, maybe it's not so much charisma, but more more manipulation. Manipulation, manipulation I think, yeah. is what he learned from his childhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he was quite a lot older than the members of the family, wasn't he? I think he picked teenagers, and he was probably in his thirties by then. So I think that was a lot to do with it as well. And he was obviously giving them drugs and letting them just do whatever they wanted. Mm. what he wanted there was a lot of sex and a lot of drugs and i suppose that's going to entice a lot of youngsters yeah to fall into yeah. that way yeah i mean it definitely seems like it was one of the more fun cults yeah, yeah. we've done the most boringest of cults didn't we we done oh, a... which one heaven's gate heaven's gate oh really yeah boring. no <laughs> sex no drugs we no, were like dry the whole way through wouldn't we mm it's fascinating isn't it the cults it is so fascinating yeah yeah just and also the 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 type of people that they i mean i guess they they recruit vulnerable people don't they vulnerable yeah. and lost people but it really fascinates me the psychology behind somebody one day saying i'm gonna start a cult you know <laughs> yeah. and i don't think they do either same as the other as the people that join i don't think they wake up one morning and think i'm gonna join a cult i think no, it's I like think... a slow progression you know yeah. like oh i've yeah. managed to manipulate this person to do this i wonder what else i can do yeah, so, yeah. i would like... just like to raise a point has anyone else noticed how many cults involve yoga oh <laughs> just saying yeah <laughs> I Deanna's thought they seemed to involve the end of the world. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Deanna's friend almost accidentally joined a cult, didn't she? What were they? Oh, the yeah. Rajneeshis? Wow. Yeah. The Oshi whatever people in, in Australia. Mm. She you know how if you get a visa to go to Australia, if you want to stay an extra year, you have to do this agricultural work. Yeah. In like the rural areas. And they have like a website database or whatever, and you pick which one suits you best. And they're not all like manual labor. Some of them are a bit like easier. And um, so she picked to go on this like sustainable farm type thing, got there, realized it was a cult. Wow. Basically had all of her stuff taken off of her, was um, told that she wasn't sharing enough. And that she said the first red flag was the sharing circle. She yeah. Like, oh, kind of farm. Yeah. <laughs> sharing circle. But yeah, she managed to convince someone to help her get a lift into town because she wasn't <gasps> allowed to go on her own. And yeah, it's like, it's no. Terrifying yeah so they just put it on the database for people to join and <laughs> yeah heaven's Mad. heaven's gate still got a website oh i've seen their website it's really yeah. shit huh yeah yeah it's a bit it's a bit 70s isn't it still? <laughs> <laughs> is this the lady that turned purple no no that's another cult this is don't mm. drink the kool-aid <gasps> cult no is, is it? it not no, that's Joe's. It's, it's the night trainers one. Night trainers one. Oh, I don't know that. I don't. I'm going to listen. It's to the Hellbop comic one. 
if that yeah. rings a bell. Oh, yeah, that, it, it, does, yeah. it does ring a bell, but I just don't yeah. know much about it. Oh, oh I'm going to listen to it. There's a really good episode in Shit's Creek, if you've watched it, where they... I love Shit's Creek. Oh. Where they accidentally go to a Heaven's Gate meeting. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Disguised as a spin class. <laughs> Brilliant. Amazing. Oh, it's so funny. Right. So, are you ready for your next question? <laughs> so... Ready? Uh... Do you have a crime that no one's heard of? Oh, okay. I do have one, and I like this one. I like, and I can't say that about many crimes. <laughs> but um, so this is not like the best crime by a long shot. But what I like about it is it's kind of like a Robin Hood style crime. Ooh. Um, so taken from the rich, you know, <laughs> like those those like crimes. That. Yeah. So um, okay. So I found an example for you. So there is this man dubbed the Robin Hood of Delhi in India, who's alleged who is alleged to have had um a gang of twenty five merry men, and his name was Wasim Akram, and his gang robbed wealthy homes, stealing cash and jewelry, and giving money to the poor. But unlike the Disney version of the story, Wasim and his gang are alleged to have kept much of the gains for themselves, as you can imagine, you know, it wasn't 100%, you know, out of charity. Um, and apparently, the leader of the gang, Wasim, committed 160 crimes in total. Um, and the police had a special cell set up to catch him. He was 27 at the time. Um, they finally arrested him after four months of hunting him down. Um, and the police accused him of firing on them during the... Um, a previous arrest attempt in June, but they eventually caught him and he was dubbed the, no no the notorious absconding history sheeter, which apparently is an Indian English term meaning a habitual criminal. I like that word. Nice. Um, sheeter. Such a sheeter. Yeah. It's not the most catchy like, nickname, <laughs> is it? Notorious absconding history sheeter. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite a long name but um yeah he would allegedly frequently change his hideouts across several indian states and because he gave money to the poor um wasam received um support from local communities who would tip him off about the movements of the police allowing him to evade the police for so long so it's not like the most action-packed story but i just like that it's uh one i hadn't come across before and i like, no, I like that. that it was a gang member stealing from the rich to give to the poor <laughs> Well, he no more could himself the poll, couldn't he, really? And then that's... Well, Sorry? and we all learned a new word today, sheeter. Sheeter. <laughs> yeah. Sheeter. Uh, what do you girls do? Oh, we make a podcast about sheeters. Yeah. <laughs> it was like when you learned there, well, you didn't really, but we used it, swindler. You like swindler oh, quite a lot, Swindler's a good word. Swindler's yeah. a good word. Yeah. Such a good word. It's a good word. Yeah. Shyster is another good one. Oh, Wessies. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, I also like cats. Like, what are you cats up to today? Yeah. <laughs> but then that I'm goes into Carol Baskin, doesn't it? Cool cats and kittens. And I think, oh, Carol oh, Baskin. <laughs> oh, there's a name. You yeah. know, I, I have a bearded dragon. And when we were due to pick him up, yeah, um, we were told he was a girl and we were going to call him Carol Baskin because you <gasps> spend a lot of time under the light. <laughs> But it's a boy, so he's called Captain Sam Holes <laughs> because my partner was allowed to give him his first name and I was allowed to give him a surname. So I called him after Paul Holes, who helped catch the Golden State Killer. Yeah. And I don't know where Sam came from. And then we kind of did a colonel and we called him Captain because he had nice. the <laughs> He's not got any formal training, <laughs> but he's a captain. Oh, I love it. He's yeah. a shyster. That's brilliant. Yeah. 
So if you, you want to hear my favorite crime, yeah, yeah, yeah please. It's so cute. It's it's basically the reason that me and my sister are here because it's oh. the story <laughs> of how my parents met. Oh, also known as the story of when my parents got arrested together. <laughs> oh, wow, I love that. Um, um, they were uh, my mom's Belgian, my dad's Palestinian. They met at university. Our mom's Belgian, our dad's Palestinian. <laughs> Sorry, Rhonda. Um, they met at university in Belgium, and they were trying to introduce a bunch of um, new rules to do with foreign students that were quite racist, and et cetera, et cetera. And 60s, Europe, lots yep. of demonstrating, students' demonstrations, peaceful demonstrations, I want to say. And um, yeah, so my parents um, were doing a sit-in in the university library. And my mom, who's like super petite, we got our dad's jeans. Um, <laughs> my mom is petite. And um, she was the first one to be carried off by the police. And it took like four police officers to carry her away. Wow. Because um, she was resisting by like making herself heavy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Rigid. Yeah. And you go floppy. You don't, yeah, you, yeah. Go, ah. you don't go rigid. You go floppy. I'd get taken right away, wouldn't I? <laughs> <clears throat> Who knew? Yeah. So, um, yeah. And my dad was kind of at the back of the room. He's not very confrontational. So he was at the back of the room. But he saw my mom and he thought she was cute. And that's kind of how they met. So cute. I know. Super sweet. I love that. <laughs> what, so they got arrested for a peaceful sitting. Yeah. And then and then here we are. <laughs> and they're so proud. <laughs> so explain to me what a podcast is again, Thomas. <laughs> oh, he always wants to know our stats every yeah. week. What is your stats? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and he said we say fuck too much. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Oops. But yeah. there's no alternative. What's the alternative? Yeah, I know. Some, I know. Yeah, sometimes when you're talking about someone, that's the only word you can say is what's yeah, the actual I think, fuck is. I think my dad's problem with us is that we use fuck every other word. Oh, <laughs> for emphasis. For emphasis. We did a we did a poll on social media because I actually thought that we need to calm it down. because um, I've been avoiding saying the C word on the podcast because I know as much as I like it. It's not for everyone's liking. Um, so I did a poll on our social media to say, like, would you like us to swear less? 100% of respondents said, nope, we <laughs> want more. So have you got some good recommendations for us? Be it TV, pods, okay. or books? Or... Yeah, whatever Ooh. you want. I want to go first. Okay, go, go, go. Because it's a quick one. Yes. It's just anything or everything that involves, you know what I'm going to say, Colin oh. Sutton. Oh, he's got <laughs> TV shows. He's got books. Yeah, merch. <laughs> he does talks. Yeah, um, yeah. Love him. I like. I like his show. You know, um, I think it's called The Real Man Hunter, isn't it? Yeah, Real Man, Real Man Hunter. That was the episode title. Yeah, <laughs> that we uh, for our episode. Um, I love how there's just loads of of footage of him just walking i do in his csi he's got his like little blue booties on and his little six stuff it's wicked isn't it i love it cutest man (laughs) and i feel so bad saying that about you know (laughs) he's the icon and sudden but he is just so cute he is and he's he's even got a cute walk hasn't he ronda he does he does he's so cute yeah 
I, I am not putting this podcast out until after Crime Con because I can't talk to him after gu- all this gushing. No way. Uh, you know, our episode. Oh, no, we do too. Oh, can um, we tell you what he did? It was so cute. What? Oh, yeah. I had my 40th birthday a couple of weeks ago. And um, I told him, I think I mentioned this on the on the podcast interview with him, but I said, my partner asked me, what do you want to do in the evening of your birthday? Because it's a big one, right? And I was like, I'd already gone to the spa with um with a friend of mine in the morning and I'd had a lovely lunch with my whole family and everything and I was like I really just want to sit with a nice glass of wine and watch my Colin shows <laughs> and, and then I texted Colin because we were in shocks about you know well I stalked him online and, and slid in his DMs whatever and um it's Disney stalking it's fine and I told him actually I said I wanted to watch my shows, but what I would really love is a message from him. And he sent me a video message. Oh, he's so lovely. And he said, there must have been a typo with the age. Oh, he's a charmer. Do you know what? Our episode with Colin was like one hour straight of us flirting with him. (laughs) And him just batting it away. (laughs) Good girls. Good girls. I even called him hunky. (laughs) He said he's a hunk. Oh, I couldn't help okay. myself. I, mean, I love I, it. You know, I wasn't going to get that opportunity again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, oh, I love brilliant. it. Yeah. yeah. So Colin Sutton. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. A, it's yeah. a great recommendation. I, yeah. I completely agree. Oh, and he's just so sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> You're not done talking about him, are you, Rhonda? <laughs> just, you know, he's going to need security team at CrimeCon. Well, we're yeah. all going to be wearing Colin Sutton's fan club <laughs> merch. So, oh, to be honest, guy. I think he likes the flirting. Oh, I think he's lovely. okay with it. He's only, he's only like human. when we flirt with Steve Gaskin, who looks highly uncomfortable with it. <laughs> oh no, oh my God, I was a little, I'd be too afraid of Steve Gaskin as much as I love him as well. But <laughs> he's more like of a disciplinarian. Yeah. I was on my best behavior. Have you guys seen any of, of Steve Gaskin's stuff? He's also so he does a lot of shows with Colin Sutton and he's got the crime lab um company. equally hunky in my Ooh. opinion equally, equally hunky. hunky different yeah, way and he that. um he does like talks about his time as a murder squad investigator and um yeah it's just fascinating but he does free oh. webinars once a month and he um I think they've got an event coming up Colin and him together because they call themselves uh, because Steve Gaskin did a lot of criminal psychology and stuff and criminal profiling. So Colin is the real man hunter and Steve is the real mind hunter. Oh, cool. I love I that. Norwich. Yeah, in Norwich, an event, I think both of them. Do you know, do you know what yeah. I feel terrible about though? Can you imagine if it was like men talking about female DCIs the way we're talking about them? I'm sorry, I know it's That's not true. easy. They've had myself. years of it. Yeah, we are we are definitely not being but they're hunky i'm sorry i said what i said <laughs> yeah <laughs> i said it now fair enough it fair enough <laughs> job dub <laughs> but um yes what are your recommendations Rhonda? okay well i cannot top these recommendations but i tell you which ones which documentaries floored me and i'm sure you guys have seen it have you seen um tall hot blonde no i haven't do you know what these these two recommendations are not on Netflix. I think I streamed them somehow. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It was probably about 10 years ago that I saw them. But Tall Hot Blonde was like the ultimate catfishing crime that ended in murder. Oh. Um, it's shocking. You know when it's a story where it's a little bit like Don't Fuck With Cats, you know? Did yeah. you watch that on Netflix? Yeah. Like that, where there's constant twists and turns and like 
your nervous system can't cope yeah. with you know so it's one of those documentaries tall hot blonde it's a fucking sad ending because it ends in murder just you know catfishing story really gone wrong but that was the one that started my piqued my interest in um true crime documentary why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And then the other one I'm sure you have seen is the jinx. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Durst. And that final scene where he basically exposes himself and confesses. Yeah. the, the whole story you think how the fuck did this guy get away with it three times right mm-hmm. and even the first time the guy his friend who he dismembered he admitted it didn't he I mean Jesus. and he kept getting away with it over and over and like it obviously raises the question of did he get away with it because he was so rich you know because he was like a wealthy heir yeah. wasn't he but um do you it know what there was off. yeah yeah and there yeah, was one fine. scene Robert Durst Durst. yeah really like he was from this really wealthy famous New York family in in property and um yeah it raised questions about the U.S. justice system and wealth and privilege and all of that because obviously in the states you have you know single mothers who are going to prison for lying about their dress just to, to send their kids to a school in a better district they're going to prison and fucking Robert Durst is getting away with murder, dismembering his friend and not going to prison. But there was one scene that made me, did make me laugh in that, um, in that documentary, the four part series. And it's where he's arrested. And then they said they can release him on bail if he's got 250,000. And they're like, do you have it? He's like, no, not on me. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't got that in my pocket. The way he cashed is like, yeah, yeah, but not on me. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Joke. Absolute joke. But um, yeah, those two documentaries, they, I've not seen anything else like those two. Mm. I guess actually the Tinder Swindler was another one that sort of yeah. was shocking in that league. But these two involved 
murder and mm-hmm. so many twists and turns that you couldn't even script it. Like even the best Hollywood script writer could not script those stories, you know? Mad. Have you seen- we talk a lot about like the victimology, you know, and the perpetrators and how your social class or your ethnicity or whatever will influence how you're treated yeah you know or how your case is treated if you're the victim and that the Durst case is like definitely one of those like the Murdoch ones Mm, yeah you know and there's another good documentary on on Netflix about that when it's like a you know super influential family right yeah it's it's gross it's disgusting it's disgusting just a little note tall hot blonde tall is spelt with one l because oh. it's based on her username or her handle. I can't remember okay. what platform. Yeah, Tom Hoplon, no E at the end. I think it was even MySpace or something like mm. that. It was during that era. Yeah, Tall with one L and I'm Blonde with no that. E. But yeah, they're not on Netflix, those two. But I mean, you have to uh, maybe have a drink to calm the nerves <laughs> watching oh, no. Tom Hoplon. Yeah. I mean, I've essentially told this would give you the spoiler, but no, but yeah, it's um quite the fucking story. We had a guest on, and she mentioned girl in the picture or girl in the photo. That that I've just watched, and I could the twists and turns in that. I couldn't believe it. Well, I haven't seen that. Oh well, that's on Netflix. Watch it. Watch it. Yeah, I just I have to watch it, it now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> do it. <clears throat> Do you know the kind that leave you feeling unsettled for a long oh, time? That this one. is this one. Yeah. This is this yeah. one. Honestly, yeah. 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 Oh, God. Not trying to cope. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry about that. I'll try. I'm awful. <laughs> yeah. So I love a, do love a recommendation, especially ones that I haven't heard. So that's all, Dr. Blair. Speaking talk. of catfish, can I give a podcast recommendation? It actually has. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, it has nothing to do with Colin Sutton, but it might do because he might have worked in the area as a police officer. It was, it freaked me out because you know what? It, it's always a bit creepy when it's like a crime that's happened in an area that you know mm-hmm. or locally to you, right? Mm-hmm. Like just today when I was driving home, I was like, I'm on the street where Levi Belfield would have driven down because I know oh. he attacked a victim on the street. It's just, ooh. Um, well, this podcast is called Sweet Bobby. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've listened to it. Yeah. Have you? Mm-hmm. Have you? Oh. No. What no. is it about? So it's a, it's a, this isn't a spoiler, but it's a catfish. It's a, it's one of those podcasts, like short series where the whole series is about one case, you know, where they go deep. Right. Mm. So it's a catfish story, but it is fucked up. It, like this catfish story lasts like 10, 15 years. Oh God. <laughs> this poor woman. She lost mm. a lot of years of her life. It's she really brutal. did. Yeah, and it because um, at one point they mentioned Hounslow Police Station, and I was like, "That's five minutes drive from here." Um, but yeah, it's another one because the cat something really creepy about a catfish story. Oh. Is and again, it's one of those things where you think that could happen to anyone because it was so convincing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you oh. just think like like with Tinder Swindler, right? If someone turns up with a private fucking jet on your first date, you're gonna think they're rich. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, 100%. That mm. infuriated me, that Tinder swing love. It, I just thought these are beautiful, intelligent, strong women, and they're just being swindled. Oh, mm-hmm. swindled. Yeah. These cool cats are getting swindled yes. by this shyster. Yes. <laughs> oh, 
other word? The cheater, cheater, cheater. <laughs> got them all in one. <laughs> yes. We got it. We got it in there. But it, I think it's like when you join a cult, like sometimes we are on our high horse and judgy, but other times we're like, no, like you might think, oh, what a fucking idiot to fall mm-hmm. for something like that. But when you see how cleverly it's done and how slowly, you know, the little steps, like with this um, sweet Bobby mm-hmm. thing, you know, oh, the so- details, the details in that of how but she yeah. was conned. Yeah. It's because of the fucking little detail. I mean, I, I can't say more because I don't want to spoil it. I know, it, but, I know. I just but the, ba- the baby clothes, right? The yeah. baby clothes yeah. photos, that for me, I thought, oh, God. Oh. Yeah. I don't want to say any more because no. you, you want to listen to it. But It's untrue. It's catfishing. I don't know what catfish, catfishing means. What does it mean? Like, basically pretending you're somebody else online. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So yeah. you're duping yeah. someone and pretending to be someone that you're not. It's like yeah. me trying to get a rich billionaire saying I'm 18 years old, really leggy, thin, blonde, rich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay. downplaying yourself so that they're not too intimidated <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> Do you I know what? Sugar daddy, didn't I really? <laughs> you know, um, when we spoke to Colin, he mentioned that his son actually is a police officer in Indiana's area. <laughs> So we, were, to know. we were joking about how Deanna's now going to <laughs> act it out just to get arrested by him. Yeah. <laughs> just to join the family, become yeah. a family friend. Deanna's going to be out in downtown Twickenham yeah. getting arrested for a fray. <laughs> say, like, he's not editing this one. Y- you guys are, but Paul, our editor, is my fiance. <laughs> so he just has to edit loads of footage <laughs> of me talking about other men. <laughs> Just dash you the back, Colin. <laughs> oh, awkward. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's he gets us back by leaving the bad shit in the <laughs> Oh, there you go. That's it. <laughs> Trying to get us cancelled. <laughs> yeah. So, Dee, just touching on what you just said there about the fact that, you know, you live in Levi Belfield's old stomping ground. Do you have any local crimes, or is that was yeah. that your one? The yeah, oh, Levi great. Belfield. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah, um, and I'm gonna bring my sister in on this one because it's also hers because we mm. we lived like um really close to the area that Levi Belfield was operating in mm. at the time when he was operating, and when we were the age of the victims, we're not oh. blondes, and he liked blondes, but that wasn't as well publicized at the time. So we also lived in fear. And like, I worked at Hounslow Council, and there were posters up for everywhere for Millie and the time that she was missing, and because they didn't find her for a good six months. And you remember the fucking, I mean, the, was it News of the World? I don't want to say it was News of the World, but some shitty tabloid was hacking into her yes Dowler, when she went missing they were hacking into her voicemail so there were the police were thinking oh she's still alive because her voicemail is being checked and messages were being deleted do you remember when you have like old nokia and you had to delete mm. voice messages because your inbox got full yeah so they thought she was alive but it was just fucking shitty tabloids hacking into her phone messages and deleting mm. ones so that there'd be space for new ones in case there's more shit like that they can get to serenade yeah. shitty newspaper yeah, it was. I think it was the news of the world, wasn't it? I think it yeah, was. Yeah, I remember that's why, it was one of the that's why it's not around anymore. 
Uh, yeah, wonder why. They also um, threatened to release like the fact that Levi was a suspect before there was going to be a police lineup with one of the victims, which would have mm-hmm. jeopardized doing the police sounds lineup. Ridiculous, because... isn't it? So they had to negotiate with the press. Like you would have thought it'd be enough to call up and be like, look, don't run the story until tomorrow because otherwise we might not be able to arrest this serial fucking killer. Mm-hmm. No, they had to negotiate with them and promise to bring one of the reporters with them to go and arrest Levi so that yes, they would yes. have the, the scoop, you know? But it's like yeah, it's um, making those. Yeah, so fucked up. Let's get right? really ju- let's get really judgy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on our high horse. I'm happy here. I'm happy here on this high horse. Yeah. So. You is nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um oh, yeah the Levi Belfield really. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think about it all the time. I, I went and got my nails did yesterday, but on Twickenham Green, where Emily de Lagrange got murdered, and I think about her every time I go there. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Just can't not, you know, there's yeah. a lovely bench in her name, but it's just. Well, just did, you, did you see the news today about Levi? Yeah. He's yeah. To, um, he's, he's been confessing to Lynn and Megan Russell's murders for quite a long time now. Never Millie's, was it? But, um, Never Millie, yeah. But he's confessed to another girl's today or yesterday. Yeah, has been Elizabeth Chow. Chow, yeah. In 1999 Ealing. in Ealing. We asked Colin about it in our interview, and he mm-hmm. was like, um, he's he's on the fact he doesn't think that it would be um you know, beneath out of the question. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what the right words is. It's yeah. believable that Levi would have done it, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um why is he confessing to all these murders if he didn't do them? yeah because this is colin's theory yeah if he didn't do this murder which he might have done Mm. but if he didn't it's because he's trying to stay relevant stay you know he's a narcissist fucking egomaniac attention seeking little but he hasn't confessed to the ones he's done he's not confessed to some of them not Mm. formally confessed to any of them i think it's just there's been reports that he's admitted to it Mm -hmm. you know to Mm -hmm. people in his prison um but yeah so i think colin's like why isn't he starting with the ones he's been convicted for which seems like the most obvious ones and he's not going to get in more trouble for them because yeah yeah. that's true actually yeah Yeah. so it's a weird one it's a weird one it's possible because yeah perhaps he's just doing it just to get some attention yeah 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 and also i don't know how i can't imagine he's like following the news religiously and remembering Do you know what I mean? Like, how would he even know about this girl that had been murdered? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he does read the newspapers regularly. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But even us doing what we do, we couldn't pick out, I couldn't pick out a victim's name from, like, years gone by. You wouldn't be able to. Mm. Yeah, so I just can't understand how how he would know this person's name. Yeah. Maybe he's got access to the internet. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Maybe yeah. he's just Googling unsolved cases and like, yeah. yep, that's kind of West London. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. Oh, Around wow. the time area, time frame. Yeah. Weird. Weird man. Nasty. Some of the earth. Yeah. Right. You can say it. What do you say? Say a he, word. No, he's not. He's not. He's he's not warm and inviting. <laughs> no, he's not. No. <laughs> he's he's a massive. Else. There. Well, right. say a massive prick, but that's also really <laughs> he's just he's a massive turd yes there you go yeah. i like that one he's yeah. just a fucking massive slug of a man he's disgusting i'm yeah oh. a slug that needs to be salted yeah yes yeah definitely exactly 
So that, ladies, brings us to the end of our questions. And no! all of those, not quite the end of our podcast. So do you want to play a game? <gasps> Always. We've got a game. Um, it's called Meet Mary Murder. <gasps> so basically, we'll tell you, we'll pick out three people that we've been discussing in today's podcast. And you can decide which one of them you'd like to meet, which one you'd like to marry, and which one you'd like to murder. Mary Colin. <laughs> <laughs> have you bagged, have you just bagged Conin, Dee? Mary Colin. Dee's yeah. just bagged Conin, Rhonda. What are you going to do? Oh, out of the three. She's just realised. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I'm right. No, I'm joking. You can do your own list and you can have Colin as well. So You've I've already married. <laughs> Um, so I've picked out a few. We've got, let me see. We're obviously going to have the lovely Mr. Sutton, Dr. Sutton. We've got Charles Manson, and maybe well, I've I've had Wasim Ahmed, yeah, the Indian um, Robin Hood, maybe, or we could have the Sheeter, the Sheeter. Yes, we have the Sheeter. Yeah, we'll have the Sheeter. We could have Charles Manson and Colin Sutton, or we could swap one of them out for Levi Belfield. Oh. I would, act, well, swap out Colin because we all know how we feel about Colin. <laughs> Make it more interesting. Okay, cool. So we've got Levi Belfield, Wasim Ahmed, and it, what, that was the right name, wasn't it? Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Here we go. Akram. Sorry, Akram. Oh, sorry, Wasim Ahmed. Wasim Akram. Akram. But can yeah. you also tell us, can you remind us of his full? Uh, oh, the notorious absconding history sheeter. Yeah, just wanted to hear that again. His full name. And Charles Metzen. Okay, Rhonda, do you want to go first? Oh, shit, wait, what do I have to do? Okay, I'll go first. You go first. I'm not not good at verbal instructions. (laughs) I I literally had to write them down. (laughs) We are very neurodivergent over here. (laughs) Lots of neuroses and all kinds. Visual learners, visual learners. Visual learners. I'm a visual learner. I know what you mean. Oh, um, okay. Well, marry Wasim of the Sheeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's got all the uh, dough, isn't he? All the money. Yeah. I want to murder Levi because I actually don't, well, I suppose I'd have to meet him to murder him unless I found some long distance way of doing it. But, um, Colin in our interview with him actually told us about how and Rhonda was talking about it how he's actually not that deep mm. um and that and Colin was talking about geographic profiling which I'm fascinated fascinated with and they said when they're they're working on this like geographic profiling model and they don't they haven't put Levi in there because he's so fucking textbook that he makes all of the others skew off the chart, like, and make it impossible to use the software. Wow. Because no one else is that textbook and it has to allow for some, you know, human error and some different, you know what I mean? But he's so Mm -hmm. textbook that they don't even put him in there. So I have no interest in actually meeting him. So I would murder him. Yeah. And Charles Manson, I would like to meet him and ask him some questions that we have asked today Mm. on the show. Mm -hmm. And then I would come back on this show and tell you the answers. I like that answer. Well done. Yeah. What about you, Rhonda? So the same three people. Copy me because she's my younger sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All our old home videos from the eighties is me copying. <laughs> Whatever stupid shit she does, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do that too. <laughs> um, 
do the sign that's that, fine so those yeah. three people it hasn't stopped when we turned into adults no i know that's mm. how we're here now <laughs> i tell you what Rhonda, you can pick any three people that we've spoke oh. about today here yeah, i okay. about that one so marry meet and murder okay Put do we talk about anyone else good that we <laughs> we had we had to a bit oh. dust and... i was just Colin Sutton's friend who he works with, you could marry Steve. him. Oh, yeah. Oh, Steve, yeah. I haven't yeah. met him personally. Okay, yeah, I want to meet Steve Gaskin in the flesh. Actually, I've not met Colin Sutton either in, in the flesh. Yeah, but surely you want to marry him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you allowed, though, or has he already done the restraining order on you? Cease <laughs> <laughs> <Peace> and desist. <laughs> um, oh, That'll okay. be after Crime Con. So I want to meet Robert Durst and find out more about the backstory because in his documentary they said about how he watched his mother commit suicide and I want to know about <clears throat> his father kind of made him watch that which is a whole other element of fucked up so I'd be interested in the psychology behind Robert Durst um Mary is Colin out of the out of the, the running you no. can have him. You can Colin. marry Colin. Oh, can I? <laughs> you better ask him. <laughs> yeah, I'll go for Colin. <laughs> um, and murder. Oh, God. I mean, Levi is one of the sickest fucks that we've ever talked about. So, yeah, those are my answers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Well done. Well, thank you very much, ladies. <clears throat> we've really enjoyed your tonight. No, it's thank not over. You. Yeah. let's start again oh my god next podcast sheeters and shysters i love it there <laughs> you go market. that is the one hosted by four cunts <laughs> <laughs> that's the best one <laughs> oh, this has been just the most fun ever i've really thank really you. enjoyed it thank you girls Do you know thank you we should be thanking you you guys are prestigious you guys are big names in the whole true crime podcasting oh, world we yeah. will be thanking you in the form of mugs and I'm we also we're such a merch we are, we i'm are. not gonna lie a bit oh, of free merch yeah me too <laughs> at crime con you ain't gonna see me because i am gone to hey we got a pen. Hey, I love it. <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. Because I was like, fuck business cards. <laughs> Give people pens. Oh, okay, Deanna's yeah. just whittled away all of the profits we have from this podcast. On March. I'll still use that from Crime Con. I've got a Crime Con pen. Oh, no. oh, I think it's Crime Month, actually, that magazine. Yeah. Ooh. The day Carol said you want to do a podcast, I went out and printed two t-shirts, didn't I, for oh. us? Oh, please don't ever stop your podcast. Oh, thank we you. Love no, we love it. Love it. We, we love yours. We love oh. yours. And God, honestly, I mean, we are really, really honoured to that you've asked. To oh, be hyped. I know, I'm, not, I'm blushing. Stop it. <laughs> stop. <laughs> well, we're going to, I'm going to hit stop, but don't go anywhere. So okay. thanks for coming on. Mwah. Bye. Bye.